0: Good morning. Good morning. Today's a very special day because today we've basically covered a lot of the conversation on the transition, the soul's transition, the afterlife. And so, naturally, our next incarnation, no pun intended, is reincarnation. So, I thought we'd start a bit of a deep dive into the Jewish view. Of reincarnation. I want to start off by saying that the concept of reincarnation seems to conflict with some of the basic tenets of Torah. For example, the idea of heaven and hell, the idea of the eventual resurrection, we'll talk about this a different time the general accountability for one's own actions. So assuming, and we're making an assumption here that may or may not be true, assuming reincarnation suggests that the same, and I am quotationing the same soul journeys from one body to the next, Reincarnation or also known as personal immortality, they seem to contradict one another. How does reincarnation correlate with the notion of a personal, individual, afterlife journey? That's my question that I want to start off in this discussion on reincarnation. If we're going to have a personal individual afterlife journey that we've spoken about in so much detail over the past, I don't know, I think this is week 44. So how does reincarnation work with that? And also, I think that for a lot of us, the general notion of reincarnation has been explained through the lens of other faiths. And so therefore, it's confusing to us. So we have an idea of reincarnation, that may or may not be the Jewish idea. So let's start off like this. The question, where is the soul once it leaves the body? We have to ask this question. Where is the soul once it leaves the body? This is a question that has been asked by rabbis, by philosophers, by mystics. For hundreds of years, there is so much writing, not enough even for the scope of this class that we can actually cover all of it. So I'll try to give you a summary. Is the soul on a higher realm of existence, somewhere in the ethereal, somewhere up there? Or does the soul reincarnate? Does the soul reembody and does the soul come to inhabit another human being down here? That's the question. Now, in order to reconcile this apparent contradiction, I think we have to give some background here. The best place to begin would be with Adam and Eve, with Adam and Chava, the first human beings, the first possessors of a human soul. So we call Adam the root soul. So please follow this kind of journey with me, and hopefully things will become clearer to you as we go along. Adam, or Adam, the way he is described in the Torah at the genesis of his creation was both male and female. The primordial man was both genders together. Physically or metaphysically speaking, the prototypical human being, Adam, was not male and not female, but rather both. Adam was a synthesis of both the male and female genders, Similar, but not completely the same to an androgynous or hermaphrodite. That's the best example we can give, but it's not exactly the same. Today, these two aspects of the male and female dynamic are present in the protoplasm of all human cells, those of men and those of women. Considering that Adam was the first human being, was what we call the primordial man, the father or the mother of the whole human species, all humans can trace their DNA to this one ancestor. The They, this primordial Adam, is the genetic embodiment's of all the further articulated gene sequences within the human line, Practically speaking, all people are understood by the Torah to be genetically related and descended from a single ancestral being, much like modern biologists surmise, that all forms of life ultimately descend through the process of evolution and various mutations from a single form of life. The Torah, the general Torah principle is that physicality is a reflection of spiritual conditioning. I'll say that again. Physicality is a reflection of spiritual conditioning. As Adam is viewed As the material parents of humanity, they, this primordial man, called the they, is also the spiritual source. Adam's soul is the collective and the universal soul from which all human souls emanate. Again, this Adam is not a he but it's a they. And Adam's soul is therefore the source from which all individualized souls are derivatives. Adam was a cosmic figure of sorts, containing elements of all the souls of every person who would eventually be born, including you and I. All souls are contained within the primordial soul of Adam. And that's why once Adam eats from the tree of knowledge of duality and then is ejected from the Garden of Eden, the sparks within the collective soul of Adam were scattered throughout the world and through all people. Ever since then, the purpose of reincarnation is to restore the integral wholeness of the root soul, creating what Kabbalah calls a tikkun. Tikkun means fixing. You've probably heard the word tikkun olam, like a fixing of the world. Tikkun is a Kabbalistic idea for fixing. What is tikkun? It's the attunement of the mystical and primordial image of Adam, of humanity. So let's explain this in simple words so you understand. Our purpose in this world, ever since Adam ate from the tree and was banned from the Garden of Eden, and the sparks were then scattered over the world, uh, each of our souls comes into this world to refine a specific spark. And to bring the world into its wholeness. Now, we do have free choice. Which means it could be that during our lifetime we don't do it. It could be that we ignore our life's purpose. Because we have free choice. That's part of existence. So because it's possible for us to have free choice and ignore our purpose, our soul may have to come back to complete its purpose if we didn't complete it during our lifetime. Let me explain this a little further for you. I know this is a hard one to wrap your head around. Adam, before eating from the tree of dualistic knowledge, was at one and unified. Existing within the the, the, the shade of the tree of life, basking within the glow of the light of the creator. Once Adam ate the fruit, not an apple, contrary to popular belief, sorry, Michelangelo. Once Adam ate the fruit and identified with the reality of duality, separation occurred. The separation of the physical and the spiritual. In the Garden of Eden, the physical and the spiritual are one. I want to delve a little bit deeper into this, because I see that you don't really understand fully. Before eating, from the identifying, and identifying with the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which represents the world of opposites, The body and soul of Adam was one. It was unified. It was one with existence. There was no internal dichotomy and there was no separation between body and soul. Adam existed in the garden of the tree of life. And that garden of the tree of life defined the entire reality. And wholeness and unity. And even within the physical reality itself, there was no separation. There was no separation between Adam, the primordial they, and the world outside of the primordial they. The body of Adam stretched from one end of the earth to the other. Why? Because everything was unified. Everything was everywhere. The whole idea of being something to someone is because now we're we're singular. But initially we were all unified. Being unified with the tree of life, the the reality of unity, Adam's body was a unified entity where even his fingers were not separated. They were connected by skin. He had a mittens hands, according to the Kabbalah. The skin of Adam was transparent, similar to fingernails that we have today. That's why he didn't need clothing. His entire body, this they, their entire body was covered by what we have the fingernails. By the way, there's a tradition in the Havdalah prayer at the end of Shabbat, because that's when Adam and Eve were thrown out of the Garden of Eden to look at the fingernails, to remember that skin that covered the primordial Adam in the Garden of Eden. The primordial body of Adam had a shining, transparent skin. It says in the Midrash that Adam's body was even more brilliant in the light of the sun. So what happened? The eating of the tree of knowledge in Eden caused a shrinking, a breaking apart of one of the great body-soul experiences into myriads and shards and sparks of light. The once unified body of Adam became pixelated. For those of you who understand computer language, you can see how it could become pixelated into multiple pieces. And each shard, each spark, each piece became a specific and finite soul spark. These shards or these sparks are diminished from their original states for two reasons. Number one, obviously, they're no longer a, a single unified reality. So therefore, as a result, two, their individuals' lights are not as potent as they were when they were part of the whole. So as a particular finite expression of the soul or of the spark, from the primordial day, the soul of Adam becomes embodied in a physical form. The task then becomes to fully actualize the distinct potential of the primordial Adam. One by one, through subsequent reincarnations, the lives lived, all sparks become brilliant and bound together. When we, us, when individuals live our lives and we're able through our lives to completely express our soul spark, that particular shard, that particular spark of the soul of the primordial Adam becomes illuminated. It's called Zahir in Hebrew. In Kabbalistic terms, Zahir. Z or Z-A-H-I-R. It becomes illuminated. After the soul completes its journey through physical life, the now illuminated soul spark returns and connects itself. Kind of like, imagine, there's a big Lego piece, so to speak, in heaven, and it returns itself. That piece of itself, it connects itself to the primordial atom. So after the eating and the internalizing of duality the body and soul of adam fell apart it became pixelated into many individual pieces like like a broken puzzle and our job is to recreate the great body of adam to put back the pieces of the puzzle so it can brilliantly shine again over time Each soul has completed its task and returns, and thus, when it returns to heaven, it helps recreate the one great, unified body and soul of Adam. Just think about that for a second. We, all of us individuals in this room, were all really one. Our souls are all really one. Each one of us is a part of the great wholeness of the primordial soul. Each one of us has a job to do together. That's why we have to do it together. That's why we're better together. That's why our job in this world is not to go live as a recluse on our islands. It's to connect with this world, to connect with the people in this world. Because really we are all one. We all come from the same soul. We all have a little piece spark within us that needs to return to our primordial soul in order to complete it. That's our job. Like pieces of the puzzle, each distinct soul expression is another part of the whole. And when all of the pieces of the puzzle are returned and they fit perfectly back into the primordial body of Adam, we're going to enter once again into the unified reality that's sustained by the tree of life. We're going to go back to Eden. So, so far, we have been describing and discussing the collective aspect of the tree of life. Although every individual who lives their deepest truth also connects with the tree of life on a personal level the body is the physical imprint of the soul body and soul they mirror and they reflect each other the literal structure of adam's body was a metaphor was an analogy to the spiritual form of the soul as the as the body Can be divided into various compartments. The same is true on some metaphysical level with regards to the soul. There are souls that are rooted in the head of Adam, and there are souls that stem from the hands of Adam. There are souls that stem from the heart of Adam, and even there are some who stem from the feet. So the head souls. Are inclined to let's say ward intellectual pursuits, and the hand souls are going to be the ones that are going to have signs of physical, uh, 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 physical things, and the heart souls they're going to be the emotional ones, and the feet souls are that we the ones that are going to be very very prone to action. All in all, there are particular soul roots within Adam. Every individual distinct consciousness is connected one to the other. And each of us are interconnected. Some of us a head, some of us a foot. The foot doesn't mean that it's less. It means that it's the, the, our job is action. Some of us a hand. Our job is action. Some of us are hearts. We have an emotional purpose in this world. But each one of us is interconnected with the other. I'm going to continue this idea. Before I go to question. I'm going to continue this idea next week. Because I want to talk about family souls. I want to talk pe- about people who are similar. And I have a bunch of other things that I want to speak about on this topic. So we're not done with this topic as far as what I'm going to speak about. But I do want to get to your questions before we have to go today. So, Alexandra, please. Rabbi, you
1: mentioned that, actually, we have mentioned several times that there's never one soul at the same time that was here before, that will be here later, that is here now as this one soul that we currently have, right? Right. So right. how do we come back to complete our journey if there's never a same soul? Is my question clear or
0: shall so I it refer be, let's say, Let's say that Alexandra is, um, I don't know, you are the 30th incarnation of your soul. It's possible two things. It's possible that certain parts of your soul were not completed by other incarnations of you. And it's also possible that your particular soul needed 30 incarnations to be able to refine its spark. Which means there wasn't there was the, your spark is so great that there wasn't enough time during the 120 year lifetime of your previous incarnation.
2: tired of swiping right on every dating app out there and still getting nowhere?
0: Are you convinced that you'll forever be alone, surrounded by nothing but uh, cats and empty takeout containers?
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Elisa Ben Shalom, the host of the new show, Jewish Matchmaking, which you can find on Netflix.
0: And I'm the love rabbi, Rabbi Yisroel Bernath, and we're inviting you to join us for Matchmaker Matchmaker.
2: Each week, we'll answer one of your pressing relationship questions, from how to get over your ex to how to deal with your partner's annoying habits.
0: So if you're ready to laugh, uh, cry, or maybe even find love, then tune in to Matchmaker Matchmaker, and it's available now wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: The spark was so great that there wasn't enough time for me to complete my journey.
0: And you have to come back.
1: I have to come back to complete it. Okay.
0: Now someone, a soul that comes back into this world and and I'm I'm not, I'm saying something, but I know it's emotionally charged for some people, but a soul that comes back into this world for less than 120 years or for maybe even just a few years, it means that it only needed that spark only needed 3 or 10 or 20 or 50 years to be able to complete its purpose in this world. I'm not belittling how difficult that is for those who are left behind. But that is that is our core belief, that because it's about purpose and it's about being connected to the primordial soul of Adam and that each one of us has that purpose, some of us need 120 years to complete and some of us just need 20. Thank you. Cheryl.
2: Well, once you said you were going to simplify whatever it was that you said you were going to simplify, I think you made it more complicated. But that being said, um, with the webbed hand, I'm I'm using the phrase webbed because that's how, how I envision what you said about Adam's hands. And then you talked about the tree of knowledge you never really said how they Adam became he and then Eve her so that was one question and the other one is why do we necessarily have to come back as a human our dogs I don't even have one anymore but our animals our pets Have lives and souls also. I want to come back as a dog. I think they have the best life ever. But I want to know when you said about coming back and reincarnating, does it always mean back into a human
0: body? Okay, so it doesn't always mean a human body. First of all, with regards to the separation of male and female, we're going to get to that. Okay. Um, because initially there was a separation and that is what happened when, you know, Adam, the Torah says Adam fell asleep and, and, uh, deep sleep fell upon him, which is, there's a lot of Kabbalistic elements in the story of Genesis. There is so much Kabbalah. I don't know if I'll be able to get to all of it in this class, but I need two, three classes just to explain that separation. That's how, that's how, how, how powerful that separation is. And even within that separation, there's still, both male and female energy in, in, in both of us,
2: right? Okay.
0: Now, so that's my thirty-second version of it, but it's not complete in any way. With regards to reincarnation, yes, some of us are reincarnated into other things. I always, I always joke that I would like to be uh, reincarnated into the dog of a wealthy family. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that's always that's always my joke. But the, but all jokes aside, the, the the Talmud does talk about different other species being reincarnated. I'll give you an example. I'll give you the origin of the gefilte fish. Anyone ever heard of gefilte fish? I know you Sephardic people, you don't like gefilte fish. But I'll explain you the origin of it. Believe it or not, you can't go to the the ocean and catch a gefilte at any time. Though so if you do, you always know what's the gefilte because it has an orange little head on its head, the carrots. Anyway, so... <laughs> um. It says, the, this origin of the gefilte fish is that it says in the, in the Talmud, neshamot sadikim migalgalim midagim. The souls of righteous people who have completed their purpose in this world are reincarnated into fish. Why fish? Because fish has no evil eye because it can't close its eyes. That's the origin also of the Khamsa. There's no evil eye because it doesn't have any eyelids. You can't, You can't have an evil eye if you can't close your eyes. Just think about that a second. And so the righteous are reincarnated into fish. And so therefore, it says that when we eat fish on Friday night at Shabbat, we refine the souls and the sparks of those complete souls that came into this world reincarnated into fish. Now, you want to hear how smart we are? One fish is not enough. We want to how do you know the souls of the righteous were there? So we got to take all the fish and mush them together. Hence the creation of the gefilte fish. I'm not joking. This is the actual reason why gefilte fish. A, it's a blend of a bunch of fish together so that we can get as many righteous souls as possible on Friday night.
3: doesn't make it more appetizing, though. Sorry.
2: And it doesn't answer my question either. But it was a great story. It was a good story. <laughs> and we need to eat them because, what, we elevate them
1: again?
0: Yes, we elevate them. And we so can, can only elevate like it on Shabbat. Because Shabbat, we have a second soul that comes directly from God called the uh, Neshama Yaseira. And that is the only soul that can elevate the souls of righteous people. And hopefully, as a result of eating the fish, we too will become righteous.
4: What if somebody Spotify. catches us? What if somebody catches us in a net and eats us?
0: Uh, us as humans?
4: Yeah, let it, I catch a fish, and I fry it up, and we eat it. So, are we eating a soul? You
0: are. You are refining the spark, because the fish could die of old age. But then, but because you as a human are able to fulfill your purpose in this world, you're able to do a mitzvah, you can elevate that spark within the fish to a higher level than it can elevate itself. So by eating the fish and using that energy to do and make this world a better place, you are able to elevate the spark of the fish to a higher level. Therefore, and according to the Talmud, only on Shabbat can we elevate that spark of the righteous And so that is why we're allowed to eat it. That's why we're allowed to eat animals as well, because we're able to elevate them to a higher level than they can elevate themselves.
5: Julianne. Uh, Thank you. Um, To use the terminology, sorry, to borrow it, I've accumulated four root questions. Um, (laughs) The first is, um, is the word sahir from the same hebrew root as the word bahir yes Ah, oh, thank you i I put why i asked that in the chat but i'm happy to explain if anyone can't see yeah, it. If, if
0: that's a that's a kabbalah level two or three but uh, but yes i won't uh, i won't I won't, it's, I won't go into explanation of that but uh but thank uh, you
5: thank you and and the second one is the when you were talking about the um the type of nature of a person, uh, depending upon what part of the original Adam soul body they came from.
0: Yes, exactly. Which means your purpose in this world is going to be directly connected to where your soul or shard, your spark came from.
5: Yes. 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 So, so the ones that are communicators and talkers, wouldn't they come from Adam's mouth? Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. And This is still the second one. That's why I called it a (laughs) root. So um, uh, what is the difference between the action-orientated people, the doers, who come from the hands and the doers who come from the feet?
0: One day, and I know I say this too often, we'll do a full deep dive on each of the parts of the body and their relationship to the soul. It would need it's a beautiful, beautiful study on the anatomy of the soul. And the study was most um explained in Hasidic teachings by Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. He was the one who explained it, I think, better than everyone else. And so at one point, as part, we will put it on our list of deep dives, we will do the anatomy of the soul.
5: Wow. Thank you, Rabbi. Yeah. And question three is I don't get why the evil eye needs to close, uh, I was yeah, sorry, to avoid having the, to avoid, to, 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 to solve the evil eye, to counter the evil eye, why it needs to close the eye, because surely jealousy only comes when you're looking at someone. And so if you avoid looking at, if, if you avoid looking at someone, you don't get the
0: jealousy. I'm going to so, leave that a question. I want you to think about it. I don't want to spoon feed that one to you because it's very, um, very powerful. But it's oh. ne- I want you to leave that as a question and think about it. And, and maybe we'll come back to it next week.
5: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Very, it's a very good question. But that is the nature of evil eye is that in order to have an evil eye, you must close the eye.
5: That is so strange.
0: Okay, If you want, you can go ask Rabbi Google. You'll probably get some answers.
5: Oh, how interesting. Thank you, Rabbi. You're welcome. The the, the last one is um, to do with the elevating of the soul of a righteous person who's in a fish or other uh, food. Um, Is there a risk that a bad person who eats the food with the righteous soul spark, because they do bad... Is there a risk that could actually lower and degrade that soul that they've eaten? There's no risk because
0: God controls the world, and we're talking about spiritual and metaphysical experiences.
5: So the soul can't descend as well as ascend?
0: It means that someone who's not able to refine that spark will not get the spark of that fish.
5: Oh! Oh, so in theory, it could degrade, but in practice, God doesn't allow that
0: that's right that's that's <laughs> the gift that the righteous have is they have a little extra protexia, it's like a little mafia
5: oh so if you're not righteous and you come back as food, you could your soul could actually lower
0: yeah it could be it could be the it could be dog food, sure,
5: oh. Thank you very much,
0: for ...in a forest and get uh, eaten by uh, an animal, which is also important as part of the ecosystem. Maor?
6: Yeah, I just need a clarification. Um, and I might have a question after that. Are we coming back as one body? Like, is that what uh, I understood? Like, World, one atom?
0: The souls will complete their purpose together. When the soul, when the primordial atom is completed, not that we come back as we're each a spark of, but the world will find completion when each of those souls are completed. When sorry, when the primordial atom is completed, and each of those souls complete their their purpose, and then the 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 Lego Uh, is completed, or the like puzzle is completed.
6: I read something similar. Maimonides wrote. Uh, that we would all be in our right order, is that, that, similar... that is the way Maimonides puts it exactly? In our right order, um, uh, that's interesting. Um, but but that connection is also Hashem, is it not? Because, uh, of course, of yeah, course. of course, okay, of course, obvious. We're not that th- th- that's obvious
0: sorry that I didn't uh explain it in that context but
6: yeah no I, I thought it was obvious I was just wondering because exactly. uh the breath the breath was into Adam before exactly,
0: exactly. God blew into Adam a breath of
6: life is called is the primordial Adam but but this is Adam pre uh Eve is what you're Adam, describing Adam and Eve are one are one in one body got it Got it. Okay, thank you. Of uh, course. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jumping,
0: jumping Thanks. here, but just to give you a little bit of an image, they are back to back as one.
6: All right. Thank you, Rabbi.
0: Yeah. Rima.
3: So my understanding is that Messiah will come when all these sparks come together. That's correct. So go back to Eve. Uh, so Adam is the root soul, male and female. Correct. But he ate the fruit after...
0: They, after both, they both, as separated beings, ate the fruit.
3: Okay, so when we talk about Adam, we actually talk about both of them.
0: That's correct. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Kabbalah doesn't talk about males and females, only about male and female energy. Just both within males and females. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to have relationships with one another if we weren't attracted to one another, if we didn't have similarities. Attraction is not differences, attraction is similarities. That's why, little side note, when you're matchmaking, you're looking for similarities, not differences. So it's wrong to say opposites attract. That is wrong. Opposites don't attract. That's 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 an that that, that that's a paradox. Similarities right. attract.
6: Uh, Rabbi, uh, I'm sorry. Another follow up question: um, Is the reincarnation is, is gender? Does gender exist in the reincarnation? Gender doesn't exist at all. So if there's no gender. Oh. I have a different question. If there was no gender, why did God create Eve before the tree of knowledge?
0: Oh, uh, you see, you're going to see. I, I knew if, if I'm going to start digging into this, we're going to end up with uh, back and forth. Uh, it's a very complicated. you talking about, we have to talk about the anatomy of the soul, really, in order to really explain why Eve was created and what that's. That, that is an amazing, amazing part of Kabbalah. For a, a, I believe you probably can go to Rabbi Google and find some stuff. Maybe a lot of it won't be good. Uh, I, I'm going to try to find some source material for you, and I'll see if I can send it out in my next email. Uh, so I, I know see. you don't want to wait until I go into this deep this deep dive. So I'll try to find some source material for you. But the, I, send I it
2: I, to all is, but, of us. Send I know. It to yes, I'm going to send
0: it out <laughs> in the email. I, yes. I, I see now that this is something that's very interesting to you. No problem. <laughs> I, I I I spark some kind of interest. Good okay let's uh because time is uh, of the essence let's go to jill and uh get your uh, golden nugget for the day and then you can pass it on
1: um well thank you uh i don't know that i have one today so i'm gonna just uh look forward to the anatomy of the soul i'm just definitely peaked Uh, and i'm gonna pass it on to uh ilana Um, Okay, I really have nothing
3: to say. I'm still not a believer, but I I love the learning. So thank you. I'll go to uh, Rina. Rima. Yes, thank you. Um, I would say that my nugget today that each of us have to find a spark to fulfill a purpose. So this is like when we're looking for meaning in life, looking for purpose in life, that is it. I mean, to me, it strikes a chord that it's not all for nothing. And I'll pass it on to uh, Kelsey.
1: I'm sorry, it takes me a minute to unmute sometimes. I'm still internalizing for sure. Um, The thing that stuck out the most, I think, is the oneness of everything and the one body from the very beginning. And then that's what we'll return to. I have a lot of questions, but we'll just
3: unpack those as we go. So, Hava?
1: Thank you. I love one of my favorite teachings, um, is, is the idea that elevating, um, that we have the ability to elevate other sparks for good to make the world a better place. I just find that to be, um, a really amazing idea. Uh, mom, you know, I'm going to pick
4: on you next. Yeah um, Thank you, Rabbi. Um, the beauty of, of these meetings for me is that the more I hear, the more I know I, I realize I don't know. Um, and I just want to thank you for taping these because I am now went back to the fifth. I'm on the fifth lesson now so i only have like 38 more to go to catch up so i decided that i'll i'll save my questions because every question i have i go back and i hear them in the in the lessons so i want to thank you for that because it's 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 really fascinating and um cheryl
2: Thanks, Mom. Uh, yeah, with the questions that you have, that you listen to the thing, I do too. And yet, every week, and I've been here since the beginning, I still have more questions, lots and lots of questions. But when you started this class today, Rabbi, you said, Where do our souls go? And I thought there were going to be a bunch of answers of they go up, they rise, they go closer to God, they unite. And so I wasn't ready for Adam being the root soul. That was my nugget today, that everything goes back to Adam and his sparks and our divinity of those sparks that need to be enhanced or find purpose, which you did promise. We know that there's a lot more to cover in this class, but you did say at one point you would do a class on purpose. So I'm still waiting to take my little spark from Adam and find out what that purpose is because I don't know if I want to come back. I don't know if I want to come back. So. That's my little nugget for today. And thank you, everybody. Uh, Edwin, are you there?
5: Uh, Yes, I is. Um, I just, I wanted to, this is timely that I followed you, is that I was wondering if it's cheating if we try to investigate our past lives in order to find our purpose, um, and that was what's occupying my mind. I have I have no other questions. Thank you.
0: Sandra
1: I'll go completely off topic. So, day is not a modern uh, invention. Some people are being a bit pretentious these days, but day is actually not a new thing. Okay, maybe I'll explain where day comes from to the next person who says
0: day. Are, are you surprised?
1: But where does that idea of day being day come from? Are they inspired or like, because there could be a positive way of looking at it, right?
0: Only only positive.
1: Right. So they could actually be inspired by the universe to gather a day for themselves.
0: I am a big fan of individuals and collectives who are unapologetic about what they what they want to accomplish in this world okay don't be apologetic there's always a source for everything you do you you live your life be the best version of yourself and elevate this world in the best way that you can
1: agreed so it just sparked me like while everybody was um, giving their nuggets i'm like hold on hold that horse day <laughs> but having said that a eh, free will is always my is my thing it I always come back to free will so I, I have work to do on that eh, probably that's one of my purposes in life and uh and I may need to start eating more fish on Friday night that's when it should become our our meal like our fish meal I should move it to Fridays so we contribute a bit. Very practical, very practical takeaways for me, Rabbi, today.
0: what well, was inspiring. you're not going to the gefilte.
1: I, I I make a very good gefilte dish. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> or maybe you should invite us for dinner, Shabbat, one day. You're
3: on, you're on.
1: Yay. See, I got myself an invite. <laughs> Thank you, Lana. And I promise I will eat it with, with pleasure
0: thinking about the souls you will be elevating.
1: Exactly. So I'll I'll pass it on to Julian.
2: I'm sorry, Julian. Just one second. What does the horseradish do to the gefilter?
0: Makes it taste semi-decent.
2: Well, I think so. But does it take away from any of the soulness?
0: What do you mean? (laughs) It's like the carrot.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Julian. I had to ask that.
5: That's okay. Thank you. Um, I'd like to share a concept that I've been thinking about all the time today. I hope it doesn't confuse anyone. So there's an idea that it says the Torah was given in the twenty-six sorry, was given in the thousandth generation. But if you count the generations between Adam and Moses, there's only 26, 26 generations. So there's an idea that the there were 974 generations, the difference between a thousand and twenty six, wow. before Adam. And so there's this concept that there were pre-humans, human-like beings that were around before God chose to breathe the spirit his spirit into uh, Adam. So um, I just wanted to share that concept. Um, As I said, I hope it doesn't confuse anyone, Um, but there's also an idea that when God formed Adam from dust, if you don't take it literally, you could interpret it as evolution. So to me, it kind of makes sense that there were these beings around. And it does say that Adam had a face like a monkey. And even a time so it, all these things do seem to fit into each other
0: yeah thank you that is level two or
6: three but i i i, uh, I agree with that statement thank you
5: oh,
0: thank or you. Maor, i think you're last today
6: um yeah it was interesting um i guess i always saw my we spoke a little bit about this the gender um my gender is my just the manifestation um and Always sensed maybe it's my sensitivity that I'm both male and female, which <laughs> kind of relates to this. Uh, but you know, my body, you know, harmonially or you know, uh, uh, impacts thinking, which is obviously more masculine and fem- feminine. Then it got, then I had thoughts about or other following up questions on Peru or Vu, which. Uh, is a uh, a commandment um, and it, it, we're supposed to continually divide. Um, and maybe the answer is we're doing that in order to enjoy the filter fish. Exactly.
0: Uh, no we're we're doing that because each and every person has a unique spark that they have to elevate, yeah, um, yeah essentially, just to be able to enjoy the filter fish. I have to. I'm just giving a little jab at the swartem.
6: Yeah, I'm here, so it's making a lot of noise. But those were my takeaways. But thank you, thank Rabbi. You. Thank you all.
0: I have to. Uh, I have to run today.
6: Mazal tov.
0: But uh, I wish you all a wonderful week. And I want to tell you, for those of you who uh, are keeping up with my daily blessings that I've started um it's it's uh partially the inspiration of this class if you're if you don't follow me on social but uh it's partially the inspiration of this class um i started doing daily blessings uh this week so oh
1: do you send them on the group
0: i send no i send them on social media
1: i've seen them on facebook
0: they're on Facebook. facebook
1: they're wonderful i really like them yeah Okay, I need to go on Facebook. What page?
0: Your page? Yeah, my page. Every single day I, I share I share an idea, something that it could often has something to do with what I'm oh, the, preparing. The
3: pictures. The, the
0: pictures. pictures. But the, 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 there's also a blessing attached to the pictures.
2: Yes, yes. So yeah. now we're like going to look forward to the filter fish. Are you going to say something about that?
0: <laughs> you never know.
4: I can't wait.
0: You never know. Have okay. a good
2: brisk. Yeah. I, I hope it. you're not the moil too. Are I'm you? I'm not the
0: moil. I don't work on tips. I don't work for half off. <laughs> and I don't have a brisket.
1: Oh. <laughs> <But I'm> bump
0: <laughs> yeah, bump. And there's more than that, but I, I'll, I'll say I'll keep it PC.
3: <laughs>
1: my, my sound to the parents yeah. and the child. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.